Hello and welcome to our podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Stephen Reyes, with my fantabulous co-host, Sean Anderson. I get a fantabulous? Fantabulous. You know what? That makes this a fantabulous day. It does make it a fantabulous day. And since we're talking so fabulously, we are going to kick off our first episode of our musical month. So we get to have some fantastic music. So we're having a lot of Fs in our (laughs) sentences. So rather than continue with that, I'm just going to go ahead and say... Let's hop right into the episode, and you are listening to more movies, please. (laughs) So we finally are kicking off our musical. I'm not going to try musical episodes. I, I thought maybe I'd try to sing uh sing us into this but i i don't feel confident enough to to sing us into anything i'm no hugh jackman if that was ever any uh no. if, if we're gonna ever sing into something we should always sing with something fun like kuna matata what a wonderful phrase Akuna matata ain't no passing grass no it means no wor- wait are we gonna means no I, hold on we should stop <laughs> no. we don't want to we, we, we got a rights issue we don't want disney coming yeah, after yeah. us <laughs> sorry disney this is uh uh i don't know if <laughs> fair use oh, well, let's just remember have you ever seen unbreakable kimmy schmidt Dude, i love unbreakable kimmy schmidt for like a quick aside so everybody watch oh, that yes. show so, and i haven't yeah. even watched the interactive that thing great. they released johanna and i mm-hmm. watched it and it's awesome yeah, i'm excited to watch it but more i'm just recalling when titus tried to do his own version of lion <laughs> king and they came after him <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i i uh, but I, I i'm no titus i don't think he'll go uh, as well for for us yeah. we might actually just get our pants speaking up. of pantsuits <laughs> man the, these suits were kind of Wasn't impressive it? this this, this was i i movies like this always feel like a, a costume designer's dream it's like oh man i i don't have to just mm. like throw a, a hoodie sweater on this actor i could actually like dress them with something i created that never existed before that i made with my own two hands well it's it, essentially it just giving so somebody cool. a blank canvas tons of paints and saying have right? at it yeah yeah God, especially with uh and man did yeah, they <laughs> with barnum's character that that like uh ringleader oh, outfit it was fantastic oh, i think cool I wanted to wear that outfit. I bet you could <laughs> probably find something like that. You could, you can get it going. You could, <laughs> you just need to find some some elephants and giraffes, and then oh yes, you'll, you'll and um, totally fit the part. So since I want to already kick off everything and talk about stuff that's not in sequence mm-hmm. at all, I'm going to do our famous spoiler oh, alarm. Yeah. Because man, riding in on an elephant to go see your family's oh, recital—that was—we're not going to say when that happened, but that was that beautiful. was that was pretty. <laughs> I mean. Man, you're a badass if you can do something like that. That was impressive. Well, I just love but, what what else it meant too. Like yeah. it was impressive, but it was also I can I finally found out who I am, and I'm not ashamed mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm still coming to you. You know, uh, this this circus means a lot to me, but it's not the only thing. I'm going to give it to somebody else. I'm going to let somebody else sort of take the reins, and y- yeah. <laughs> I love what he said before he did that, and he like he handed everything over to Zach Efron, and he said, uh, "Efron said like, what are you gonna do?" And Hugh Jackman was like, "I'm gonna go watch my kids grow up," and I thought that was great for somebody who was so like <clears throat> tunnel vision focused on on one thing that wasn't his kids and his family. Yeah, it was a nice turnaround. It was a nice turnaround. I w- love what it said because he finally realized 
he didn't need everybody's acceptance. He just had to do what made mm-hmm. him happy. Because showing up to that part of town with an elephant, yeah. you're definitely not going to get applause from people. You're going to get a lot of dirty uh, looks. Yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> from from those street cleaners. Got to scoop up all those those uh, elephant well, patties. Okay, well, that one's justified, but it was just an awesome scene, yeah. in my opinion. And that wasn't even the no, best yeah, scene. Yeah, it was very cool. It did make me wonder, like, okay, he's going to uh, this ballet recital for his kids he's riding in on an elephant what is he doing does he did is there an elephant parking uh building for for that elephant what is that elephant doing while he's watching the the recital uh yeah that is something i was thinking it was just not so much an elephant parking building just where is he going to tie it up because there wasn't anything nearby that looked sturdy enough to tie the elephant no, you to. can't get like a horse hitch <laughs> onto an elephant that that guy will just yank it right out of the ground <laughs> probably yank the street light <laughs> uh-huh. out of the ground but that was just but, one uh, of the small things that I enjoyed mm-hmm. that that opening kind of had me just in two different directions. Like one, as soon as it opened, the movie opened, I was like, is this how the whole movie is going to be? Because it just jumped right into this elaborate right well i mean the opening was was the ending it kind of bookended itself which i thought was really cool uh but yeah i i i I don't know what i was expecting it's it sounds like i i i had no i you know i knew the movie was about pt barnum and a circus but that was all Mm -hmm. i knew so i i really didn't know what to expect coming into it it sounded like maybe you had a little bit more of an idea of something i didn't know the exact story that um i knew that it was a musical i knew one person was trying to prove their worthiness Mm -hmm. to somebody but because i like saw a scene out of sequence at one point pretty much the um the scene after jenny lynn performs and his in-laws show up i saw that scene out of sequence somehow i don't know how Mm -hmm. i got there and luckily it didn't spoil anything because it was just, it was a th- part of the movie, but it wasn't a big spoiler for me. But um, I expected the movie to start like most musicals. There's always music, of course. of course, but I thought like they would start at how everybody started and then move up to what they've achieved rather than showing this massive dream. And I was like, I loved it because as you said, it was a beautiful yeah. bookend, but it was showing what he has accomplished and also kind of going backwards to show how he started and how big his imagination was just even as a child Yeah, you're right if it if there wasn't all of that singing and all of all all of the songs this would have been kind of just like your average run-of-the-mill biopic yeah that people have seen a hundred times seems like it got me worked up like not it got me worked up in two ways one i was fired up because i was excited because there was just so much energy and then when they switched to him looking at the suit or the jacket from the other side of the window and those horrible shoes <laughs> uh-huh. you go from excitement and energy to just heartbreak i'm like damn this movie's gonna get you like right in the first three yeah, minutes yeah. i it it started off strong and like what what a way to open like you're right i i i again i don't know what i was expecting but when that opening happened i'm like oh i i think i'm gonna have a really great time with this movie this looks energetic it looks gorgeous this movie is beautiful like start to finish mm-hmm. um and i i think it it showed like you're gonna have a lot of fun but then how it transitioned into uh, a young phineas barnum staring at like a, a what was it, a ringleader or just some like it fancy suit like a in a store fancy window s- uh, i'm leaving that <laughs> it looked like a fancy suit jacket or even perhaps a uniform from like military because often there'd be coats yeah. like that but it was definitely something higher than what he was currently wearing that he desired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and and i love i love that i love that transition because it you know it shows at that point you don't know i mean you kind of figure where barnum was going to be because everybody knows phineas barnum he everybody knows the you know the circus ringling brothers all that nonsense um but you you don't really it doesn't suggest that that is where phineas is going to end up it's sort of just hey here's a great crazy show it's and then here's somebody who's dreaming of greatness like like i i think uh, a lot of people do they they everybody wants to be to to make something more of themselves and i think that was a, a theme in this movie i think barnum himself said it a few times like he, he wanted to be more than what he was and I kind of forgot where i was going with that but no, yeah I, I love i love i love that transition there to to show you that you know barnum really did make something from himself he didn't start with everything he really built an enterprise that oh, he, he definitely didn't start about with everything that he, in the beginning of the movie he starts off with pretty low as it yeah. is literally for a moment you think he's getting respect of some rich person because he actually stood up to defend somebody showing that it was my fault i made her laugh and all that and it I knew the guy was an ass just from hearing, seeing the way he was talking <laughs> to his daughter. Because he lived in a rich house. And when he told them, yeah, unfair assumption, <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, I don't but, know. Um, I, I'm sure there are very kind and generous rich people out there, but uh, I think the, yeah. the ratio isn't kind. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, the, the ratio it. isn't kind for yeah. us. <laughs> we'll change it when we get yeah. a nice house. But at first like the father kind of like oh thank you for standing up like that was impressive and then smacks him like are I just you kidding like, me oh a full-on like, like cross the cheek slap mm-hmm. oh it looked rough it was just like and w- and why like i was i always do this where i go like you could have done this when we're talking uh-huh. about a movie but he could have been like that was good it respect that was honorable of you to take responsibility don't ever distract my daughter again you're just here yeah, to work yeah i could have just done that it was still would have been talking down to but wouldn't have been so degrading as just smacking him yeah i don't i it it did seem like uh an insane overreaction to just like you know his daughter laughing during uh uh tea tea time time. well it wasn't just tea time it was it was oh damn what's it what's it called it was like uh uh, etiquette classes yes etiquette and uh i mean is this this young girl charity charity something let's see charity barnum ends up marrying her <laughs> um and, yeah, and which and, i was impressed with her like just from the beginning she always had a different perspective than what she was brought well, up yeah in. i like that a lot too i mean she she never let her her family's riches go to her head and you know to mm-hmm. to move on with the story a little bit okay barnum's father dies he ends up being you know this this street kid writing to her all the time and they eventually you know he eventually i i, I see where you're where you're going i'm yeah yeah because <laughs> i I'll, I'll, I'll i had going, that same I, question I, <laughs> about okay you know what let's stop for a second okay so so barnum's father dies um this is a post slap in the face and uh, but barnum is you know yeah. young phineas is still like no i'm not gonna let slap stop me i love this girl and she gets shipped mm-hmm. off to finishing school i think it was and yeah um you know, to learn how to become a a, a, a a polite, noble lady woman. And all that time he's writing letters to her and she's getting those letters, but he is also getting these letters. This young homeless boy is also getting mm-hmm. post through the ma- mail, through the post sent to him. Which I <laughs> loved how he was getting the mail to her, like just sneaking the letter into the postman's uh-huh. satchel. <laughs> but it was just like, 
where were you having your mail sent? Like they never showed him at like at an orphanage yeah, or anything. Yeah. So it, it 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 took me out for a second because my brain is like, wait, that doesn't work. But you ignore right. it. It was just a lovely my, sequence. My hope <laughs> is that he was he's like he's going like I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull one over on her father and just like addressed the return address to to uh, her father's house and would just get it before his father <laughs> or her father did to be like oh screw you boy that would be so much better <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah they didn't they didn't explain it but it didn't really matter i guess in the long run um and then oh yeah that was just a minor yeah. thing <laughs> so he he had, he was around i don't know early teens or so and then i guess mm-hmm. 25 years later they said he goes back to her father's house where she is and says sir i'm gonna marry your daughter and he's like well she'll be back you're 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 a low life scum you 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 know you you should have thanked me for slapping you in the face oh yeah like she'll tire of struggle she'll grow tired of mm-hmm. struggling but she never does like uh, barnum got mm. really really successful but she you know it took, took a, a bit minute. but i i loved mm. that charity and it wasn't just lip service she wasn't just saying it i really believed that charity in this movie wouldn't have cared if they stayed poor and and really had to work hard for the money oh, yeah, no, that, their, i've seen other movies life. and just other stuff in life where there are people who are okay we're happy we're together we don't need a ton of stuff and then when stuff gets a little hard especially if kids get sick which luckily that didn't mm. happen here then it really gets out of hand where they're like we need money like you're failing blah, like just going off like oh um john q okay. when she flips off yeah. on him but that's understandable because well, that's a, it's a desperate situation dying. yeah but it, like she was just happy being with him and that brings me back a little bit to like that million dream sequence where they first start singing together before she gets that was very off. nice when they were uh yeah where, where, they went into where like an that? abandoned that's house, what it was yeah which yeah, kind yeah. of reminded me of it's a wonderful life you know what steven uh everybody uh world people listening to this i'm i feel so ashamed to say i've not ever seen that movie no oh, okay uh steven turned off his or he he shut his camera i guess uh podcast is over friendship is over i'm so sorry everybody goodbye <laughs> and good night well i you know okay i've seen a, a christmas carol i've seen a christmas story doesn't don't those two two of those okay add i haven't up to se- i haven't seen a christmas <gasps> oh, story steven, so shutting off the camera <laughs> okay so you know what maybe we'll add to a a bonus segment in december so we can both watch those oh, that's two good. okay not necessarily uh, uh well, b movies but like uh must see movies just a bonus yeah. episode uh, extra a christmas holiday gifts. must mm, i yeah. like that but um so there is a scene like that where there's an abandoned house that they kind of think of we're gonna build our dreams here mm-hmm. kind of like what he did in this yeah. movie so minor spoiler nothing big we already screamed <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I meant for you. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But um, what is it that's just how he was showing his the stuff in his head just with a simple candle was just impressive and just everything. The song just got me and the visuals they added to it was even more than I can expect. And I've heard the whole soundtrack even before watching the movie. So seeing how they actually depicted it, oof, just got me really good. And even when that was the kind of their theme, essentially, because when they're when they're on the rooftop living in the city and still struggling they're playing that in the background and they do that lovely sequence with all the sheets and they literally transition to them Mm. hugging and all of a sudden she's pregnant like a seamless transition yeah i agree it was it was it was lovely what was that it was a million dreams that song and i Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not i I probably Which won't get all the song names in this in this movie, right? I loved that moment. Um, I I loved the the song between Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron in the bar. 
Uh, I like, yeah, I, I had not listened to the soundtrack before the, before watching the movie. This entire movie was completely fresh to me, which was a nice way to go into a movie. If you can do it, then do that for every movie, uh, friends. But this one was, was fantastic. I like that song. I I really like their rooftop dance. I, I was a little worried, uh, how precarious some of those moves were. (laughs) No, I, I I agree with you that if it hadn't been for the fact I knew that they were on a Uh soundstage and, probably a lot of green screen. I was going to be like, whoa, right? there. There, there was <laughs> this one is going to get dark where Michelle Williams like ran toward the edge and like had a hand back or something. And Hugh Jackman just like was grabbing her. And she was like, if their hands were a little sweaty, then Dangling. that would have been, well, I think they were kind of trying to do like movie. a little homage to singing in the rain, the way yeah, they were dancing. Sure, uh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> like musical aside, it's, Oh, it, it, it made me a little concerned, but still that again, a really lovely transition between uh time periods you know it starts with uh this great circus show and uh we see young barnum and then later on these two people in love are dancing and suddenly she's pregnant i love how and i feel like this movie uh uh, had a very smooth uh continuous storyline there weren't many like jarring cuts to different time periods or different locations it was just impressive like i've seen a decent amount of musicals and their stuff they kind of just slows down but this one even when they just had regular dialogue Mm. was just moving forward that i i'm 100 confident that whoever was the primary in charge had musical training because the way that this went it was just like if they had a metronome going the whole damn time yeah uh, speaking of of that stuff, this this was director Michael Michael Gracie's first feature film. Like he'd done, I think he'd done some <laughs> music videos before, which may explain why this movie was as successful as it was. Um, yeah. But I like I'm amazed that this movie did like look so so I don't know confidently made from somebody who had never directed a feature film before. Like and, and a Hugh Jackman movie that had what looks like an oh, insane, budget, have an insane budget because I, so many sequences makeup they had to have like tons of crane mm-hmm. shots and just uh i forgot what the rig is that you strap to your chest but they're just on oh, the yeah. move yeah, all absolutely. the time and so like that this thing had to have a huge buzz right for budget. both production and post-production because there was a there was an intense mm-hmm. amount of visual effects going on in this film it was it was not like the old musicals where everything was just on a soundstage that was built like so so much of what we see on the screen wasn't actually there just because i think they wanted to make a very uh uh grand musical that could do you know the camera could do anything it could go anywhere they really wanted to put you in the middle of these songs and in the middle of uh the 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 sideshow the circus uh show with everybody it was just transporting you into a magical world period yeah it really was uh which is you you don't see very often anymore i mean it's no surprise that i think musicals aren't the uh in thing anymore they're not really drawing people anymore it's not like not like it used to be when you know i've I've been looking at like best picture oscar winners lately um Mm -hmm. and up until like the i don't know the 50s 60s like the pre- the prior 40 years you can count on musicals winning best picture oscars like year after year and that doesn't that that doesn't happen anymore Mus- musicals don't even really get yeah, made anymore, even much La less win awards kind of just came and went like it made right. an impact but it's I mean, still making and this i i think uh-huh. 
this movie was a better musical than oh, that. Really? Well, I think so. it was a very different musical than that one. I think La La Land was, I don't know, a, a musical tied into like a, a modern independent film that a modern like that that, uh, that really values like melancholy for some reason. But it, yeah, I, I think that's why this one kind of really stood apart is because it, it was, you know, it, it looks very modern and the songs were very modern but it had more of a classical mm-hmm. musical feel where everybody's singing and dancing and the songs don't really do anything to advance the story, but they're just great songs. Everything just fits. And like you, as you said, it, it has a classic theme to mm-hmm. it, but their songs are modern. Kind of like how he was bringing people who didn't normally fit into certain worlds or being in the limelight, actually bringing them out of the shadows and they're fitting into society in their yeah, own way. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I was I was pondering on this uh, thanks to some questions I was asked about this movie, and I, you know, uh, if 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 Barnum's actions later on in the movie, especially after he met Jenny Lind and had that very uh, transformative and and very uh, like crowd pleasing first debut show with Jenny Lind, his actions at the party after that, mm-hmm. re- like that was that was the big problem I had with not with the movie but with his character is that. You know, he, he, he talks a lot of nice stuff, but until he comes around at the end and figures out the, like the truly meaningful and important things in life, Barnum's kind of an asshole because he really wasn't. And you know, that leads into the very moving, um, uh, song that the, uh, performers were, let me, let me, the, the performers were singing from uh, this is me. Oh, this is me. Oh yeah. So that one, that, so there's a couple things I have to say with that. Cause I agree. He, I was pissed because he treated them the way everybody else treated them to, them. to get money for himself. So I agree with that. I don't think he was like a full asshole till he transformed at the end. So I have a different okay. perspective with how he was doing things that when he first walked up to them and was trying to hire them to mm-hmm. make money, I kind of saw it as he was welcoming, welcoming the forgotten people. Cause he was respectful and kind to them. He hugged the bearded lady. He called her beautiful and, when he was talking to the small soldier, I feel like everything he was saying to them was legitimate that he empathized with them being the outcast of society and looked down mm-hmm. upon. So he wanted them to feel accepted. Like he wanted to be accepted. What I think happened is he was so obsessed with being accepted and not being treated as lesser that he forgot the main point of what it means to treat other people. He just got obsessed with the goal of mm-hmm. proving himself to everybody and outdoing everybody else to the point that he insulted the people he should have been closest to so i don't think he was using them 100 percent of the time he definitely was using them for a goal but i think he at first wanted them to all succeed together and then lost You're sight right. of that yeah so so not a full asshole just maybe a, a, a misguided yeah for just kind of like small a amount of time asshole. more money more problems <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're you're absolutely right about that he he just he lost sight of the reason why he started doing everything in the first place which was to to make people happy to put on a show and to like appreciate people for who they really were but you know when i guess what as as has always been the case throughout the history of time fame and money can distort your thoughts and your feelings if what is you it, the term that aren't money careful? corrupts absolutely yeah, or something yeah. like that yeah something like that yeah um so good thing good thing that his performers uh were were both appreciative of yeah, him they but also didn't put time, up with but they were also forgiving later on when they 
realized he finally came to yeah. his senses. I, I'm sure they. I'm sure you know as much as it hurt to be uh, disregarded and pushed away like everybody else had been um, had been doing their entire lives. It seems like they had been around Barnum long enough to know that he he's not an asshole. He's just like yeah, like we like we just said, he's losing sight of. Yeah, he the just lost stuff. his way. Yeah, because exactly. he was so focused on the way he thought he had to be a path he thought mm-hmm. he had to take that he completely didn't realize that he had made his own path that was so right. much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder. I I would like to read more of the history of of the real Phineas T. Barnum because I I don't know. I movies are one thing. I I wonder how accurate to history this story was because i could i could see it being kind of the opposite i wouldn't be surprised if the real barnum was actually was actually a raging asshole who took advantage of everybody but i guess that's beside the point let's hope it's closer to this movie but history normally shows the opposite but we'll we will see that but speaking of like just them being put out in the limelight Mm -hmm. i love the first time that they blow open the curtains and they all step yeah. out and they're oh, terrified yeah. very but you see a couple people in the audience who kind of like sneak their head to look at them that kind of look like misfits themselves mm-hmm. they're like wait there's more like me and there's just like a moment of actually seeing you have mm-hmm. a place and you have other people who want to be connected to you and that just kicked it off right yeah yeah i i that that was a really sweet moment um unfortunate how society uh treats people that are are different than themselves mm-hmm. uh unfortunate that it in this movie it took somebody like barnum to uh i don't know lift them up and, and to to say that you're worth something that you're you're worth a life and that you are a good and meaningful and valuable person um because yeah it shouldn't be that way and you saw you see later in the film just how cruel uh just society around them can be with all the protests that were happening which i oh it was just getting I ugly i mean i i don't know different times different mindsets but it, it seemed weird how just how upset everybody was with this this show that wasn't doing it well, wasn't harming like anybody there was a ton was of just, different personalities in that yeah. mob was it a mob a riot lynch mob yeah let's go with that it turned into something violent i i'm sure it started just as a regular protest but i'm sure there are some people who are like these are abominations oh they even called the um trapeze people spooks at one point yeah because they're black just mm. good so there was just a ton of stuff that just was people just felt scared and didn't felt lesser for being around something that they didn't want to be around i'm like don't go to the circus it's not like they were really venturing that far into town anyway it was like l- maybe a, a three block radius that they would go right. to different and places it was in, the shows were inside the building it's not like mm-hmm. they were forcing yeah. so anybody it, to it watch them the hatred sadly that's something that can last a yeah. long time yeah yeah i there will always be close-minded and hateful people in the world um unfortunately in this movie it turned into something a little bit more uh violent and and destructive um I think I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. We can get to that we, part. We can but, go in whatever direction because if people want to know the story in order, they're yeah, going to have to watch the movie, the movie, folks. It's it's worth it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about uh, kind of jumping ahead in in your notes a little bit. We we were talking about the trapeze artist, yeah. one of them, Zendaya. Um, 
who also plays uh, awesome name. Uh, Mary Jane in, in the new Spider-Man, new Spider-Man movies. movies. And she's also in something else that I completely forgot about, but she's making a she name for great. herself. Okay, I, I want to I give a, a little bit of a, a film school story here. So in, I don't recall, maybe in my second year of film school, we had, we all had to do, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the, the like studio production classes where we were in the studio and using the green screen and, and you, we had to do yeah. that. So everybody was in the control room and it was a whole big thing. And the teacher there, his name was, uh, I forget his first name, Mr. Jensen. He took us to the, uh, what was it? The Hollywood center studios. I think, okay. forgive me if I'm getting these names wrong, but he took us to, uh, a, a television set and it was for a Disney channel, uh, show called, I think, shake it up where Zendaya was one of the co-stars on that show. And we got to, we got to, we went there a couple of times. First time to watch a table read of one of the scripts, which was a little fascinating, also a little boring because they're talking about like getting clearances for jacuzzis on the set. It was, it was a whole thing, uh, but it was cool to see yeah. uh, this person who at that point was just this, this co-star of a Disney Channel show to see how she has developed and grown since then. And now she's in like, gigantic spider-man movies and and the greatest showman and 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 all of these other things and she's really like you said making a good name for herself because she's not just this disney channel Mm -hmm. star i think she's a pretty talented actress and damn good on a trapeze a few people (laughs) like that that have just been impressive Mm -hmm. that i've never so we've had this discussion back when we were talking about the lighthouse how i was just kind of eh, robert pattinson because of twilight which it has understandable majorly but, yeah. switched has majorly changed since we've seen yeah. more of his work. But for me, like with Zach Ephraim, I never had the same disdain, but I was just like, eh, right. whatever. Well, it's kind of the same just story. Like he was you there. Know, he's in high school musical and something that was very popular, but yeah, probably that, not I good. didn't hate as much because I was just like, what? But it's a Disney sure. thing, whatever. It didn't upset me because it wasn't such a blatant change of a, something that's a solid concept, like the vampire <laughs> right. thing. We'll go, I'm sure we're going to get to those movies because you're going <laughs> to want to torture me for some of the B movies I'm putting you through. So we'll yeah, get you there, made me but, watch Sharktopus. So I just so. wasn't a, f- <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't a fan of his uh, work, but I've seen him in other stuff and he was fine. In this one, he was great, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, character I, 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 and acting because the character right. you just grew mm-hmm. to love throughout the film because he quickly evolves as a yeah, character. Yeah, he had some flaws. He had he had. I think he was feeling those societal pressures of of this. Uh, racial intolerance and you know he was he was in love with the zendaya character the trapeze artist like from the moment like it would love us love at first sight which was that scene where they have her kind of float up to him and they just kind Uh of freeze it perfect depiction of as you said love at first sight where everything just freezes and nothing Mm -hmm. else is there in that moment because even barnum is talking to him and he's like gone (laughs) Uh (laughs) just fixated on her and makes a beeline to find her in the backstage and 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 for the most part is a decent person but you know then his parents start showing up everywhere kind of weirdly well they're in the same um, circles that he was he, utilizing he, to make the circus popular true. you know what? yeah you, if you're gonna if you're gonna get something if you're gonna make something wealthy you gotta hang around rich people i guess um and they were you know typical uh, uh like racist people at that time it was like a white man in love with a black woman how dare how oh, i need to clutch my pearls i was waiting oh. for the um his mom to just pass <laughs> out oh i never oh. and then the father like oh, what would you do uh-huh. to your mother 
but it was it was almost it was almost worse than that it was just like you could feel disappointment coming from them and you know granted it was disdain granted they're terrible people for feeling that way um uh, different times or not but yeah he 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 felt that pressure from his parents for a little while and um was afraid to really embrace his feelings for the zendaya character and you know Mm -hmm. eventually yeah did kind of come to the realization like you know what this is bullshit i love this woman yeah because he did that kind of twice one where he had to trick her into going to the show because he didn't know that she would say yes to go with him so he shows up to like publicly go out with her uh, and even walk up holding her hand and it was like hell no parents even with her there he was standing up to them and of course there was so much more weight to her with that situation of being rejected, mm-hmm. what she's putting him through because she cared about him and she really knows what it means just to be her and the, somebody dating her with his yeah. complexion would be not just as hard, but he would definitely be going through stuff unnecessarily right. and she didn't want to do that to him. So, but he went off on them. Like if there was ever a fuck you parents <laughs> moment uh-huh. and it was eloquent, I, it wasn't, there was not a single nasty no, thing said. It was, it was, it was fantastic. It was really great to see. Um, Unfortunately, she uh, it was still traumatic, uh, understandably so, traumatic enough for her to to just not want to be around that. So she she ran mm-hmm. off, went to uh, the circus the building again, and they had that that really awesome uh, song and and trapeze dance number between them, where she was swinging around him and he was on the ground and and trying to. I guess they were explaining, you know, they were singing like you don't understand the world i live in and he's like but i love you i want to understand i want to support you and yeah. i thought that was a that was a really uh fantastic number too all all the musical numbers in this all, film were great all the I musical really, numbers were great that i want to address one of their biggest moments but i want to kind of backtrack a little bit before we get to what really brought yeah. them together oh right, so, right, right. But, yeah oh yeah because that was that that um you had mentioned charity barnum's wife was just amazing she just had the right mindset mm-hmm. period that she learned early on what it meant to be happy, not the money, just what you're doing and who yeah, you're with. Yeah, yeah. And especially when they had the daughter's birthday and he yet again did the flame with the kind of projection. I want to do that stuff. Not not even with like something that's been custom made with electronics. Like I always want to get a, like a candle cover and right. just spin. I, I'm sure you could. It, it doesn't look, it didn't look very difficult. Just get a, a piece of, uh, I don't know, moldable metal and punch some mm-hmm. holes in it boom you're, you're you're good but it was just impressive. it was beautiful and and it really showed at that moment how just how good of a person and thoughtful of a person barnum could be and i think that's why i think that yeah. later on makes his eventual like uh uh how how his clouded mindset his his possible wrongdoings feel that much more uh disappointing because you're like oh, i know you could be a good person you just gotta yeah slap some sense back it into was head. just disheartening to see him go in the wrong direction because mm-hmm. when he closed the door on his people the oddities that yeah. as they called them that pissed me off good num- musical number sequence afterwards but that just mm-hmm. upset me to treat them like that because he was doing what people have done to him yeah yeah i mean uh, fame, fame is a weird monster um and I, I see where he was coming from in a way because Jenny Lind was was impressive and you know a very beautiful European woman that he brought over to America to mm-hmm. to 
amaze the people and to earn more money but still yes let's cover the jenny lynn story for a second there because i saw one of your notes that you're like he better not be getting a crush on her which how can you not get a crush on her period yeah it it, hard not to rebecca ferguson is a very beautiful woman and wonderful actress (laughs) it uh yeah especially when when during that performance where she was just belting it out and and just like uh, flooring the entire audience in that theater like how do you how do you not get a little like uh uh you you develop a little crush on her but her charity caught it like right away she was looking at him barnum was kind of off stage she had a direct eye line to him and she was like oh yeah and the funny thing is (laughs) she knew exactly how it was going to be trouble because what everybody else would think it wasn't that he necessarily fell for her he fell for what they could do as a yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially somebody who who could understand Barnum's, uh, like the intricacies of Barnum's performing world and, and what he wanted to create maybe a little better than Charity would just because she's not, she doesn't have the exact same mindset. Like Charity, I think, was more interested in raising a great fam- family. Yeah, that she was interested in that, that also that um, Jenny came from a similar background as right. him where she had the struggle as well. So they both can empathize with wanting approval and kind of showing other people you can't just disregard us that we're just mm-hmm. as good as you. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely an interesting thing that they were together on, which is probably why they connected yeah. so much. And and Charity's worst fears were, were almost confirmed. Um, like they go on this tour of america and do a lot of shows and and it turns out that jenny lind is is all about that that barnum too because she you know she starts falling for him and tries to kiss him and like at that moment you could see barnum go like oh oh." Oh, shit (laughs) (laughs) wait a second like i i like this girl but i still have my family Uh, uh oh uh oh Mm -hmm. and then he realized he he didn't realize what the connection that was being developed that he thought they both were focused on a mission rather than each other. And mm-hmm. when you find somebody, it's kindred spirit. It's kind of hard not to fall for them. But I, I was very happy that it didn't take like a moment of like a single kiss for him to snap out of it. That he actually was like, oh, wait oh a second. yeah, shit. I, I really like that moment because you could see him realize not just what he could lose with his family, but like the sort of person he was being to everybody in his life where he, he was. It seemed mm-hmm. like he realized that he was being an inconsiderate jerk to uh, his, his family of performers and also to his own personal like like family and his kids. And at that moment, yeah. He, he, yeah, he turned that corner where he was like, okay, I have a choice here. I can either kiss her and lose everything and you know be with this beautiful woman who doesn't really need me to be famous because she's so talented mm-hmm. or he could go the other way and keep his family and keep everything that he's built and worked for his entire life. And I'm glad he, he chose, I'm the glad correct he path. Po- chose the correct path as well, that it took him a minute to realize that he was just so focused on approval from people who had disregarded yeah. him that it, as his wife had said, like, you don't need everybody to love you. Just a few good yeah, people. That's, I mean, that's a beautiful, like thesis statement of the entire film there. I'm glad you, I'm glad you wrote that one down in the notes because it's, it's well, so yeah, and it's just you need something true. more real and especially i love that he was i'm not going to say a con man he used a lot of techniques that a con man would do to get people sure, interested i don't think he was malicious but he wasn't trying to take something from anybody he oh was, yeah but i just meant like the yeah. um salesman right. pitch kind of yeah, felt like it. that 
like the intensity. But I love that when he's talking to her with at most confidence and even his associate was like, we can't just walk up to her. She actually threw him for a loop. Just like, I have one question. Why me? And it was just like, he actually got stumped for a second uh-huh, there. Yeah. Uh, but his, mm-hmm. uh, his answer was impressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I agree there. And unfortunately mm-hmm. after that, despite him doing the right thing, you know, he, he, Still lost a lot, which isn't to say that you shouldn't do the right thing, everybody. Always do the right thing. But then his building was destroyed. Well, the building was destroyed because he was already distracted by this world tour that he, if he had been home, he probably could have helped it's prevent true. the building from being destroyed by better crowd yeah. control scenes, stuff getting out of hand. That um, And then losing so much money and having to get a partner, yeah. which was a good partner oh, to yeah. get. Because Jenny Lynn quit. Like like midway through that tour. Ugh. And before before Barnum went off on that tour, there was that scene between him and Carlisle where he was he you know, they're like, I did the mm. numbers and we have to do forty one shows before we start making a profit. And like that split between the two happened seemed like well before forty one shows. So like, he was knew, so well enough screwed. that he defaulted yeah. on the loan. Oh yeah. No, the, the bank took their house, uh, his and Charity's house. Mm-hmm. And that was when things started falling apart there because she was like, you know, why didn't you tell me? I, I've always supported you, but you, you, I would have done it. I just yeah, wanted to be a part. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, was so cutting. Like when she said that, I'm like, so oh, you made a note about like, how could Jenny Lynn do that in front of the cameras? The, the kiss oh yeah 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 well it, it did very much seem like you know anger of a scorned woman which i don't know that's that's judgmental but she was very uh, sorry judgmental and close-minded there i think but she did seem very intent on uh it could have been that, that i kind of saw it him. as like both of them came from like some kind of destitute mm-hmm. situation so she finally was at the pinnacle of acceptance and having everybody ad- admire her and being this powerhouse and finally found somebody who can relate to her that she was falling for and nothing else was in her world sure. at that point. And when he, um, decl- when he rejected her, everything shattered. So she was just trying to grab onto what she wanted. That's probably why she kissed him like to try to like one last ditch well, effort. Sure. But I mean, two things she knew he was married and also like just because he rejected a kiss doesn't mean that the entire tour and everything has to fall apart. It's just, it just means, Oh yeah. Well, I was they just like, don't have to be regards to the kiss that it was probably not a rational oh, thought. Sure, it was sure. just like yeah. a height of emotion. The quitting the tour, that was just yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see your point. Yeah. I, I think when you're hope, when you're heartbroken like that, uh mm-hmm. hard to hard to keep common sense in your head or or uh yeah thinking clearly i guess but then but, then um, yeah then charity found out saw that picture lost the house everything lost the the lost their circus everything was going so bad for barnum but it was just going to, downhill yeah but you know what everybody still was behind him everybody rallied behind him Car- carlisle was there and was like i got some money bro and, and all of his performers, performers were like, we of, like taking care of a family member that stumbled his mm-hmm. partner was smart oh, yeah <laughs> yeah and i was very happy that barnum even though his wife told him no which i get where mm-hmm. she was coming from ran into the building to go after his buddy oh yeah yeah because carlisle wanted to go because uh zendaya was uh unaccounted, unaccounted for, for so he's like i gotta save her i love her and <laughs> she was actually safe and then Barnum was like, "Oh no, I gotta save him! I love him!" <laughs> and then go goes and get, yeah. gets Carlisle, and that was mm-hmm. that was so, that was a cool. Yeah, it was like, 
that's when you realize he really does care about yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah. I just because I when he yeah, run, he was just very yeah, when misguided. he ran up, he wasn't asking like where's so and so. He's like, do we have right. everybody? Literally, he was like, where yeah, is everybody? Yeah. yeah, I think he had that crystallizing moment where he's like, this is the most important thing. My fa- my my mm-hmm. two families are all. That's the only thing that really matters to me. And he would do yeah. anything to, to protect them and no, save them. I, I agree that this movie had a impressive perspective to it that I think like normally we try to do a segment of just visual and audio, but we've kind of been bouncing well, I around I think it kind of comes down to, I mean, it's a very well-made film. Music is fantastic. It looks gorgeous. Done and done. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I loved a lot of the camera work. Um, it's very acrobatic which works for uh, the setting. Uh, I I thought it was great. I mean, the the cinematographer, uh, she Mishmaga. No, I'm not going to. Sorry. Everybody that I just pissed off with that accent, I'm very sorry. Seamus, Mc, uh, Seamus? Seamus McGarvey. Um, mm-hmm. Very well-known and uh, respected cinemato- cinematographer. Just Did great fantastic that I think the critic that was always a pain in his yeah. ass kind of subs up, sums up this movie beautifully. And I really like this as uh-huh. the title Ce- a celebration of humanity oh i think i beat I like you to that. it i'm putting it down you can look at the episode index oh I th- okay oh, yeah that's, and it should have been edited was. properly because i adjusted it <laughs> today let's see there, there yep yep there it is i agree i like mm-hmm. that title it, it is it is a celebration of humanity i like that that critic the guy they him and barnum had kind of been sparring uh the entire film but then after barnum lost everything he's like you know I didn't like your show. It wasn't for me, but it was clear that it made a lot of people happy and it it brought a Mm -hmm. lot of joy and meaning to a lot of people's lives. So I don't get it, but good on you, which is, is great. Is, uh is, I think that takes, uh, uh, very, uh, I don't know, compassionate and, and thoughtful adult to, to realize something like that. Like it's not for me, but if it's for other people, then what's the harm in it? That I, don't have anything else to say, but I just, I think this is a must watch period. And then if you like musicals, buy it plain and simple. Like if you like just musicals in general, you'll be good right. with this, yeah. at least in my um, opinion. I, I would, I would agree to a point. I think this is absolutely at least a rental. Um, I think the songs were great. Um, the, the story, the actual story of it does kind of uh it's a very familiar story it's been there's nothing really new happening with this story but it's told very well so um i would say rent it at least at the very least it's totally worth your time to see and if you if you really dig exactly. it or if you really like you said if you really love musicals yep, yep. then heck yeah bye Oof. so so i i guess i guess that's kind of wrapping things up yeah hey Thank you for sticking with us through this entire episode. Sticking with us like it was like it was very hard. We love doing this and and you love these movies. So thank you for for going on this journey with us. Uh it really means a lot to us and you know, you know what means a lot to us as well. Um is if you if you listen to this one, head on over to uh iTunes or Spotify or wh- I don't know, wherever people can leave a, a rating or a review and leave one of those give us a cool rating give us a cool review we really appreciate it it helps spread the word about the podcast and well it means a lot to us um so thanks for listening we had a great time um 
and we can't wait to to share another movie with you in the future as we said earlier this is uh, our musical month so we're going to have another uh, cool musical this time or the next time it's going to be one of my choices and i think steven you would pick some more modern ones so i thought i we would go more classic musicals with my choices and we got a classic musical coming up for you everybody can't wait to share it with you until then thank you and you've been listening to more movies please